0: Welcome to episode 323 of the AMPM podcast. In this episode, my guest is none other than Bradley Sutton. Bradley and I talk about uh, his origin story with Helium 10, where Helium 10's going, what we think the industry's going as far as software and sellers, plus a lot of other cool little stories and tidbits. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Welcome to the AMPM podcast. Welcome to the AMPM podcast
0: we explore opportunities in e-commerce we dream big and we discover what's working right now
1: plus plus this is the
0: podcast for money never sleeps working around the clock in the a.m and the p.m are you ready for today's episode i said, I said are, are are you you ready ready let's do this let's do this here's your host here's your host kevin king kevin king Welcome to the first episode of the AMPM podcast for 2023. And you know, I want to make this first episode epic. So, I have a legend in the Amazon space here today. This is someone who doesn't let anything get in his way. Doesn't matter that there's only 24 hours in a day, that ain't going to stop him. Doesn't matter what seller support says, that ain't going to stop him. Even the Grim Reaper can't stop him. I mean, this guy is a legend. He's number 10 in your playbook, but number one in your hearts. Bradley Sutton, welcome to the AMPM podcast. All right,
1: what an intro. Thanks for having me here.
0: Tables are turned now. You don't do too many uh, podcasts, do you? You're more the, the guy doing the interrogations rather than the guy being interrogated.
1: Right, as Michael Scott from The Office would say, how the turntables.
0: <laughs> how the turntables. So, I mean, a lot of people know you as, as you know, from the Serious Sellers podcast, as the face of, uh, of Helium 10. You, you do a lot of the webinars, you're, you're the guy that's constantly out there, you know, like, like you're like the symbol, uh, you know, you're like uh, mobile, you know, the, the oil company had the, the, the Pegasus, you're like the Pegasus uh, of, of Helium 10. But you know, a lot of people don't know the backstory about how you actually got involved with Helium 10. Um, you know, I remember back uh, around 2017, 2018, somewhere around in there, uh, Manny was, he was doing the, uh, the AMPM podcast, this exact podcast. He was doing all the webinars, he was out there, and, and they were growing so fast, they said, hey, you know, I gotta step back, uh, because if I'm the guy, as the owner, that's tied as the face of this, it's gonna make it harder to sell. So I remember him saying, hey, we need to find a guy that can take over some of my role, and kind of be the face, we need a guy, and we need a girl, uh, and the, the girl took a little bit longer to find, it was a little bit harder, uh, but you were, became that guy, and you were pretty instrumental, actually, in uh, actually helping Helium 10. A lot of people don't realize this. You, you, you know, some people think you're the owner of Helium 10. If you go to Pakistan, you know, I remember in some of the Facebook groups over there, they're like, who's Bradley said, oh, he's the owner of Helium 10? Uh, you know, some people think you might, uh, but that's not the case. You were just doing your own thing. And then uh, I think Manny met you what, uh, at Orlando at a seller con or something like that. Tell yeah. us that story about how you actually got involved with, with Helium 10.
1: Well, how I got started actually using even Helium 10. Like like when I first got into the Amazon world, I didn't even I hadn't even heard of Helium 10. I wasn't using tools in the beginning. I didn't even know about Jungle Scout or any of that stuff. And and then I started using some random tools that are now defunct. I forgot what it was called, but I remember it was like a it was a tool I would use for keyword tracking. The reason I like them is because they had this feature where you could like find influencers on YouTube or something weird and unique like that. So I was like, oh this is pretty cool. But then they, they, it just really sucked. Like, like it was the worst software <laughs> in the history. So I actually just recently traced my Helium 10 journey. I found the post. Um, it was by uh, a guy, you might know him. I think he might've been an elite member at one time, Meetool Patel. Yeah. It was the previously called like Blast or no, Zon What was the name of it. And, and I had put a post up saying, hey, I'm looking for some new software because like this one I'm using is crap. And then he replied to me, hey, you should check out, Helium 10. It is actually funny because I didn't even realize it was him, and now he's been on the Serious Sellers podcast a couple of times. I've known him for years now, but I traced my Helium 10 journey back to that very post where I was like, "Okay, let, let me was take about a look."
0: 2016 or so.
1: Yeah, it was about 2016 or, or maybe early 2017 around around there. And so yeah, after that, I was just a, a, like a regular user. You know, I was somebody who was working as a consultant for Amazon sellers. I wasn't doing my own. Um, I didn't have my own products, but but you know, I was launching. You know, like. 20, 30 products a week uh, at one time, Just I was just going crazy with with Zonblast uh, back in those days. That was my specialty. Like, you know, it wasn't PPC or product research. It was just all about launching and keyword research. And-
0: Explain what Zonblast is for those that haven't been selling uh, uh, as old school as we are.
1: Yeah. So awesome. Zonblast was this service where you would use like two-step URLs and different kinds of URLs to to kind of like mimic searches. And then, you know, you would pay them, say, hey, I need you know, like X number of orders per day for this many days for this keyword. And, you know, he just bruised you to page one. And in those days, it was not against uh, Amazon terms of service. And so at one point, I was like one of their biggest customers or one of their biggest uh, clients. So, yeah, uh, it was a great it was a great service. And that
0: it was, it was on blast. And what was it? A uh, viral launch. That's how they originally started. They wanted yep. software. They were doing that. There was... I- I think, uh, I love to review and there was a whole bunch of them. Uh, and that's, that's how you actually like 2015, 2016, that's how you launched a product is you just went to them and they would charge, uh, like 500 to a thousand bucks basically. And they had a list of, uh, people on a Facebook group or on a, on a mailing list and Mm -hmm. they would go out to them and say, Hey, we got this new, uh, spatula, you know, we need go buy it and you could do like 99% off or even free in a lot of cases. And and then they could actually write reviews, uh, come back and write a review off of this free item, as long as I put a little disclaimer in there.
1: Yep. Yep. So it was great though. Those are the glory days, you know, like for, for launching, um, where it was just so easy. You could do it. I could just do it in my sleep almost. And, and, and I just became an expert at it. And then that was what I, I kind of started getting known for in the Facebook groups, because you know, nowadays people in Facebook groups, it's funny. You know, like, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like, uh, not, not really sub tweets. Cause it's not Twitter, but people who post in Facebook groups now, like you can complete, like they have a hidden agenda. They're just trying to like make a like try to get clients or, or get you to reply so they can slide into your DMs and offer their services. But in those days, I was just like so passionate about it. Like I would do posts where I would just tell people what's going on. And I was not looking for clients at all. Like like my client, I, I never once signed up somebody from, from Facebook, but I was in the Helium 10 members Facebook group and the FBA high rollers. And then I would love to argue, you know, like, like when people were wrong, like, that kind of stuff has always bothered me you know even since before I worked at Healing 10 where where people are misleading other people that's just one of my pet peeves like like you know if you're going to do something wrong keep it to yourself you know like why are you trying to like promote wrong tactics or say that things are working and they don't or the opposite you know so when i would see that i would go and i would reply and i would put all these graphs and and, and like write these long novels and like how, why is this person was an idiot and stuff like that you know uh, of why what they were doing and and I guess after after a while, um, you know, Manny and and guy, founders of Helium Ten, they're like, "Who is this guy? Who's this guy who keeps uh, like defending Helium Ten and and starting these long arguments and stuff?" He, he seems like, interesting. And so, um, yeah, like I had met Manny. He didn't know that was me. You know, it, it was funny actually. The first time I saw Manny in person was he was with you, just walking around there. I I'll, I won't remember. Uh, I won't forget it. You know, in the in that uh, seller con. A convention and and you guys were like recording a mobile podcast or something. I was like, well, this is so cool. Look at these celebrities here. You know, this is so cool. And I just met him because he was from the same, or he had one time I found out he had lived in the same city that I lived in, which is some random city, San Marcos, you know, like, like nobody has ever heard of San Marcos. They know of San Diego, you know? And so I just said, oh, hi, I live in San Marcos. But then later on, he actually DM me. He's like, hey, you know, I'd like to to talk to you, me and the team, just because I think it's cool what you're doing, you know, in the Facebook groups. And and yeah, I went up there and I didn't realize it was an interview for a job because I wasn't looking for a job. And and yeah, they, they hired me um, then and there.
0: So what were you employed, like number 12 or 15 or something like that? Or do you, do you remember?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Like there was only like 10 of us when I got there in, in, the, uh, in the little WeWork. You, you, you remember that place? Yeah. The, the, well, they, the they had
0: one and they outgrew it really quick and they upgraded to another one and then outgrew that. Uh, but yeah, I yep. it's crowded in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, they had it. Had uh, it was so cool. Like, like I remember my first day. I was like, "Whoa, this is like working at Google or something." They had these two <laughs> virtual reality machines uh-huh. of of um of those race car those race car games, and there's like a beer on tap, and I was like a ping pong table. I'm like, "What in the world? This is so cool!" So, how, I mean, that that was that was the old days. I mean, Helium 10 has changed a lot since then. Yeah, it has. You know, it's I I remember the old days. We w- we would look at at kind of like how many people in the Chrome extension you know the, the, no, nobody publishes like how many you know subscribers you know even Helium Ten doesn't really publish publish that kind of information like how many subscribers we have everybody keeps that proprietary. You but, mean
0: paying paying subscribers?
1: Yeah, yeah. But in Google Chrome Store, you can actually see like like hey, uh, I I think the way it works is like how many people have actually used the Chrome extension in the last sixty days or whatever whatever their 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 formula is the number that you see in the Chrome extension in the Google Chrome Store is how many active members, whether they're paying or not, you know, for a certain tool that has a Chrome extension. And so I remember when I first got to the company, it was like, number one was Jungle Scout. It was like 120,000 or something like that. And then number two was Viral Launch. They had like 70,000. And then we were just kind of coming up. It was like 50,000 when I started. And then we were like, when we passed Viral Launch, we were like, oh man, this is so cool. Like it's a big milestone. And then we we, uh, caught you know, caught uh, you know, Jungle Scout was like a, a momentous occasion since they were on the scene, you know, way, way before us. Um, and then now it's crazy. It's like we're we're uh nine hundred thousand and the like the second place is, is still I think at like four hundred thousand or something like that. Yeah, and viral launch basically doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, like I used to use viral launch too, like like for for those launching things. Like I would use Zonblast for US and then I would use Viral Launch for like uh Canada and Europe because you know Zonblast didn't didn't do that. And I remember meeting Casey. At like a conference when he was just starting and then i guess he knew about me because of you know uh, you know zonblast was their main competitor and then he was like trying to get me to come over there i was like nah I'm, I'm happy with where i'm at but then it's like to see you know all that he achieved you know was kind of was kind of cool later on
0: so so helium 10 but when you joined it was about 12 15 people and now it's what somewhere near three four hundred people now when you count all the vas and and programmers and everything
1: yeah, I, I think, um, you know, like we, we kind of consider, you know, since, since our, our company assembly, like we, we just kind of look at it overall, like all of our different companies. And I, I forgot what the number is, is like six 600 or something like that or 700. But if you were just to like separate out Helium 10, it's, it's about like 300, I would say.
0: That's good. What where do you think this, this, this space is going? I mean, with the software companies, there's so many, you know, back in 2016, like you said, or even before that, there was just a handful of tools. Now, it seems like every day there's some new tool. Uh, You know, either specialize in something or tries to copy somebody else. There's so many tools. Helium 10 is the dominant tool out there, and there's there's still Jungle Scout, but you don't hear a whole lot from Jungle Scout anymore. I mean, I'm on their email list, and it's crickets a lot of times. I mean, Helium 10 is still extremely active. Um, But where do you think, you know, you got Assembly that's buying companies, uh, you know, they bought Helium 10. That was their first one. The assembly was formed to buy Helium 10 mm-hmm. and then they've bought, uh, you know, PPC and, and several others. What do you think this software industry is going? You know, you had these, all these aggregators that were buying up Amazon business and now you got uh, a few people in the, am- the software space trying to buy it up. Where do you think it's going uh, from a software point of view for the Amazon space rather than a seller's point of view?
1: It's kind of hard to say because like things are not, you know, for, for a while, like it, it Nobody was doing anything in this space, you know, like, like, like outside of Helium 10, like, you know, then that was why we were able to overtake everybody, you know, pretty fast. Like nobody was adding tools or adding features. It was, it was kind of dormant. It was almost as if we didn't have competition. And I kind of, you know, I want, you know, from a business standpoint, it's kind of cool. Like, oh, wow. You know, we can dominate the market. But, you know, from, um, I remember the early days, it was like, it was like the space race, you know, like everybody be watching each other like, oh man, Jungle Scout just just launched this. And like, oh man, we, we got to catch up to this. And and then, you know, I would hear them say like, oh man, helium, look at what Helium 10 just launched. We, we got to do it. It was like, it was kind of like the the 60s space race, you know, US versus Russia, where everybody's trying to one up each other. And then for the longest time, like like nobody really has been doing too much innovation, um, you know, on a big scale. Like there's always going to be smaller tools that that kind of do cool stuff. I was looking at one the other day that, that was pretty cool about brand analytics um that that uses brand analytics and and, and things and and those are always cool but a, a lot of the bigger companies that are you know they've been kind of dormant for a while so like i want to i'm uh, assuming you know i never like to assume but you know in 2023 we're going to see where this direction is you know a lot of the smaller companies were bought up by bigger companies and then maybe i'm just assuming that this year is we're going to start seeing them the the direction that they're going to go like are they going to be innovating on on a certain uh, level, um, and what will that be? And then who knows? You know, the 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 fun days of before when we were r- trying to race to the top, you know, maybe maybe those days will be uh, we'll we'll be back. But but yeah, I think it's great to see you know smaller companies just you know, start up with like one or two or three people, kind of like Helium Ten did, and and see what they do, and and um, it'll just be interesting to watch where the space goes.
0: I mean, Manny started uh, Helium Ten, and Guy was uh, you know, his partner in a in a gaming business. And that's how they, they knew each other. And he brought him over. But it was really Manny who decided to actually sell on Amazon. And he developed yep. some, because he had a software background and some guys uh, that could do that for him, he started developing like Scribbles and, and uh, Frankenstein and some stuff for himself. And then he decided, hey, we can actually take this and, and maybe actually put this out there and actually sell it. Because I, I remember Manny, I was with him in like 2015, 2016. I remember when he hit a million dollars in sales as a seller he said mm-hmm. he was selling little air diffusers and like he had one of the top uh, selling like uh, diffusers out there. He had some uh, socks that were like, uh, you know, with wine sayings on on it. You know, if you can see this, yep. Yep. Uh, feed me wine or whatever those little things were. And a few other mm-hmm. products he was doing well. But I remember when he hit a million dollars in sales as a seller. But as a seller, he was developing Helium 10 for what he needed as a seller. He was like the yep. guy that was in there and he's like man, if I only had this kind of tool, I could do my keyword research better, or I could save me time on this. And that's where a lot of these smaller uh, software companies, like you said, they're they're a lot of times failed sellers. They're sellers that either started out and they they just couldn't cut it because of either cash flow issues or whatever, and they they pivot to the software. (laughs) Or they're successful sellers uh, that actually say, hey, we need a, a tool that does this, uh, let, let's develop it. But and, and Helium 10 had that in the beginning when it was a small company, but now as a big company, not too many people actually in Helium 10 actually sell. I mean, you do, you know, Carrie us with Walmart and on yeah. Amazon and there's a few other people that have dabbled in it. And I know everybody has to go through the freedom ticket, you know, that, that starts there and, and to, to learn the basics. But how do you maintain that edge? Because to be innovative, like you said, and to be to, to be different, you need to be selling, not just a programmer or a corporate person. Uh, So how does Helium 10 maintain that? Is it it just mostly you coming up with the ideas and and like, hey, I need this tool. We need this tool. Let's develop this. Or how does that process
1: work? Well, that's actually funny. You know, you mentioned that because I was just thinking the other day about this and and the industry has kind of changed. Like in the early days, it was actually kind of taboo to have a software company and be a seller. And Manny even like once he started really getting into Helium 10, like he even transferred everything to to his brother because there was this
0: people think they there's they're looking in on other accounts and he's stealing ideas yeah, that, that, there something. was this yeah. like
1: you know conception out there that that these software companies who who were started by amazon sellers oh they're they're just using this as a way to get our data and there, there actually was There was like one guy out there who was like doing something crazy i forgot what the name of uh, that software was but where, where he was actually like trying to spy on his his users and see when they had a coupon and something, buy all their inventory up. Uh, I don't know if you remember that story. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the, yeah he, he had, it was a very rudimentary software. I mean, this guy, the, the GUI, the, the graphical user interface sucked. It was like trolley programmer type of software. And yeah, I, I exactly remember. He, he's basically, yep. it was a good, it was good from a programming point of view, but he got a little greedy. And what, what he did actually, for those of you that uh, may not know the story, is uh, people would set a coupon code to actually do a promotion back when we you know, you're doing the Zon Blast or you're doing the viral launch or back in the days when you could sell things for like ninety nine percent off or, or free to get something launched. And he and some people would forget to set a limit of one per customer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he put into his software to how to figure that out when people did that. And he would go in and wipe them out. So someone would set up a a launch and they, you know, they send a thousand units in, they're gonna do a launch of three hundred or whatever the number is to, to get it going he would find that they forgot to set the the max limit per person and he would just go take all one when they when they put the coupon out he would just go take all 1000 of their units at like 99% off and then then go back on the listing and sell them and it was a huge controversy
1: uh, and he, he yeah. yeah and so he kind of messed it up for for everybody else because now there's this you know just this thought out there that okay that's what that's what these companies are doing they're just going to try and launch their own products and and, and stuff and so it was actually like, you know, Jesse, that we didn't hire, you know, like Amazon sellers and things like that. And I was, I was one of the only ones. And basically, cause I was just starting project X and things. But now I think it's the opposite. Now, now people, it's like, wait, if they're not Amazon sellers, like, can we even trust this company that they know what they're doing? And so at Helium 10, it's, we, we have like a mixture. There's like a, actually a lot of us, you know, even we have some product managers who sell on Amazon, people on our customer success team. And, and a lot of, uh, a lot of, we have tons of Amazon sellers. And then we also, you know, formed um, kind of like advisory boards from all kinds of different cohorts. Like, like, hey, we, we've got a seven figure seller, a eight figure seller, a brand new seller. We've got somebody who does merch by Amazon. We got, you know, we got this and we got that. Somebody who sells in, in Japan and somebody who sells, you know, in Germany and different things uh, that we can like hit up in order to in order to try and you know make sure that we're you know meeting what the needs of each of these cohorts are. Uh, and then especially we also work very closely with our you know Helium Ten Elite members you know that you're you know one of the main figures on but but we we have a lot of touch points with elite members trying to make sure that we're you know that we're you know delivering what what they need as far as solutions go
0: so when someone has an idea you know i mean some of your bet the best things have come from other sellers like uh, it was tomer that actually mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh developed uh, the cerebro tool and he's he's the one you know I, I remember boyan was uh in amsterdam i think 2018 there was an event over in amsterdam and boyan had heard about what uh what tomara was doing was spreadsheets uh in analyzing things and he sat down with him and said hey we could we could automate this entire thing and that became cerebro uh and so how many other things like that uh that's now an integral part of helium 10 that you can recall that came from something like that
1: um i mean almost every single thing we have you could probably trace it back to you know some kind of amazon seller who who's using something whether it's me or whether it's one of our users, you know, like, like Tomer actually has a couple of one, um, the, the enlisting analyzer, how you, the media comparison button, how you just can like hit a button and then you have a list of 10 agents and you immediately see a layout of all of their images. There was another Tomer original, <laughs> right, right there. Um, but yeah, like, like we, we don't just come up, you know, like it, it'd be a waste of money if we are just coming up with stuff. That you know nobody really wanted or, or, or cared about. So almost every single thing, maybe it doesn't always go to a, an expert or it doesn't tie back to an expert or influencer like Tomer, but you know it, it goes directly to one of our users. Like we have this button on our website where it's like, hey, su- suggest your ideas, and and people give hundreds of those a week, and we have a team who are you know collating those and then compiling to see what are the most things that are wanted. And um, that's kind of like how we started our Bigger Better Launch series that we started last year in, in May, where every month we're, we're just you know, launching different things. Almost all of those come from uh, our users.
0: I mean, it's interesting you say that. I mean, could just, just uh, last week, we were doing a Helium 10 Elite Roundtable. So if you're a Helium 10 mm-hmm. Elite member, uh, once a month I do a training where we bring on three uh, different uh, experts in different fields and then I do uh, something called the Seven Ninja Hacks and that's like a three-hour training that we do every every month. But then we also do weekly roundtables where the Helium 10 Elite members can, they get on a Zoom call and they just, there's no agenda, there's no training, it's just share ideas and help each other out. And once a month uh, I go on those calls and, and host one and we just did one uh, last last week actually. And on that call, there's a, a fellow uh, Rolando uh, Rosas. He's going to be on the. I heard actually, about that. He's going to. Harry be, told me about that. He's going to yeah. be on the podcast uh, in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but he was he was talking about how he's doing heat maps, and it was a very interesting thing with with his. He sells like office products, and he's like you know on the mm-hmm. weekends, after about six o'clock uh, or so on a, a Friday, nobody's buying our product, and the weekends just the sales go basically to zero almost. And he said, What's the point of advertising on the weekends? And he actually went back and they analyzed their last year's worth of orders. So they took a, they did it manually with a, like pivot tables and stuff in a spreadsheet. They downloaded the last year's worth of orders and they, they tracked them. And they could see that, okay, these are the days and the times when all of our orders are coming in. It's very distinctive. And he's like, We changed our PPC uh, to do day parting to match exactly when this is. And we've dramatically increased our bottom line, our tacos, everything is so much better. And when, and then he showed us a little demonstration, shared a screen, and I was like, Carrie was on that uh, call, Carrie Miller, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, this needs to be a, a this needs to be incorporated into helium ten. I asked him, I said, yep. hey, would you be willing to work? He said, hell hell yeah, I'll be willing to work with him and put this in there. And I was like, this is like a perfect thing for for elite members. So that's the type of stuff that I think. Yep. Yep. It is critical for Helium 10 or any other software company. You need that kind of uh, people that are in the weeds doing this and have come up with an innovative solution. And then you guys being able to do it at scale and like use all your, yeah. the, the data and the systems that you have to just blow the thing up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, uh, I heard about that. I wanted to, you know, take a look at that, but the, the heat maps that we have that, you know, those originally came from Amazon sellers too. You know how we have the, the sale, the inventory heat maps, you yeah. know, like when I was doing the, you know, launching before a lot, uh, that was kind of critical, you know, because like you, you didn't want to like launch your or, or turn your products active until you had a little bit better distribution across the country. It's kind of convoluted to to download the Amazon reports to figure out where your inventory is at, you know, unless you hmm. memorize all of those, you know, th- those DC codes and stuff. And then so like that, that was where how inventory heat maps were, were made. So like we can see exactly where our products are, like, you know, when a, when a warehouse, you know, is on strike or or burns down or something which literally, you know, these things happen. You know, you want to know how many units did you have at that place. And so that's why we had the inventory heat maps. And then people were like, hey, it'd be kind of cool to map out our sales. You know, uh, like, do we have, you know, hot pockets in in the country or by county where where you know people are are selling or or cold, cold, cold zones where like we we can't seem to get a sale. So so the cool thing about a lot of this stuff is that there's not one way to use information. You could take this exact same bit of information and two people could do completely opposite things like if somebody sees that they're heavily selling in a certain city or something maybe they want to double down and 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 hit that area with google ads or facebook ads or something somebody sees a completely cold area th- instead of ignoring it maybe the other person takes that same exact information and say you know what I-, I gotta go try and push some ads to this place where i'm not selling anything so that's one thing i think that that's really cool about you know that we've always done is we, d- we don't try and tell people like necessarily hey this is there's only one way to, to, to do, use this information. It's like, here's information, you go do with it what you want. It's really cool to see how people have completely opposite strategies and both are totally fine. Now, you're, you're a Helium 10
0: diehard through and through. I mean, you even mm-hmm. at your house there in, uh, in the San Diego area, you built a basketball court. And tell me about this basketball court and, and how it relates to Helium 10.
1: Yeah, it was a lifelong dream for me to always have my own basketball court at my house. Like I never thought it would happen before, but circumstances came up where I was like, "Hey, I can afford this," and so um, I made a basketball court. But instead of just being a plain one, I put a big old Helium Ten logo right there at center court. Uh, you know, there. So, so that was. Uh, I, I was like, you know, because it, it's kind of thanks to Helium Ten that I could afford to do something like that. So I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to give back and uh, and show my show my love, and then whenever. People come to play basketball. They're they're like, hey, what is this? It gives me a chance to uh, evangelize about what Helium Ten does. And are you having to pay licensing fees to Helium Ten for use use of that logo? No, it should be opposite. They they should be paying me for you know like like you know (laughs) Crypto.com you know pays this company or this arena to um, you know to put their logo at center court. But I never charged uh, Helium Ten for that.
0: Yeah, I know when like when Manny and Gee you know they they developed they started Helium Ten and really early 2016. Manny started selling in 2015. Started the podcast, this AMPM podcast, uh, to document his journey, and and then when helium ten started taking off, he just basically had no time to do the podcast anymore. But it was a great lead generator, a great publicity thing, and it stopped. And then for about a year, nobody did the AMPM podcast. You came to them and you said, "Hey, uh, let's let's bring the podcast back," or or how did that how did that work? And instead of you bringing back AMPM, you decide let's let's change it and call it Serious Sellers. How did that? walk me through how that, that, that all got started.
1: Yeah. So I had never done a podcast, you know, before, um, like my first ever, even being a guest like this on the podcast was right here on just like AMP and podcast, I think was the first podcast that you were ever a guest on. Right. Yeah. That was also the first time that I was ever a guest. I I forgot what number it was. And it was like in the one seventies or something. You, You definitely beat me there. But, um, but they're like, Hey, you know, like podcasts is, you know, that, that was what started Helium 10, you know, what, what was, was a, what's the ampm podcast and so we're like hey we want to we want to bring this back but at the same time it was kind of like manny and Gee were like we you know we do want it to be a little bit more helium 10 related of course ampm podcast had helium 10 in it but you know it was it was it was kind of considered it was more neutral you know like it wasn't just meant to be pushing helium 10 and we didn't want to make a podcast that was just some some kind of helium 10 homer you know but at the same time we we didn't we, we wanted a format where we could make an episode about Helium 10 strategy or something and, and people wouldn't be like, Oh, this is this is just a Homer, you know, why is AMPM podcast changing? So we're like, you know, let, let's let's still sit on AMPM podcast for a little bit, but let's start from scratch, a brand new one. And then, you know, I forgot who it was. It might have been Manny, might have been Guy, but they're thinking of different names and and they're like, Hey, let, let's kinda like make the format of this like hey let let's let, let this is just how it is and 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 hard, harder hitting and all, all about strategies and and then hey like like you can call people out if you want to and instead of you know just trying to be you know fluffing people up and then so let's call it the serious uh, sellers uh, podcast and then, so it's like hey I'm down with that I'm down with that uh, format you know, sometimes it's harder for me to like. like I'm a, I'm am I'm a lover, not a fighter. You know, so like, I, I don't want to always call out people, but you know, sometimes I do. I'm like, somebody somebody says something strange, and if I catch, them, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, buddy. You know, like, hold on here. Well, let's talk about this for a second because that doesn't sound right. You know, and so that was just kind of how the concept was was made. It took me a little while to get into a groove or to really get into the theme of it. You know, like the first few episodes was, you know, I was just kind of feeling out how how it was gonna go. But but I think we're in a we're in a good place now. So when
0: Boyan came to me and said, "Hey Kevin, uh, uh, this was the summer of 2022. What do you think about taking over the AMPM podcast? Uh, we want to make it more Amazon focused. You know, it's it's been more entrepreneur focused prior, and yeah. uh, we want to make it more Amazon focused. Uh, you know, we've had quite a few people here in the office submit proposals and stuff to actually host it, uh, but I, I think uh, you might be good to host it. And I was a little hesitant at first, and I, I remember I contacted you. I said, you know, I." I it's going to be competing against Bradley in a way, you know, you're going to have two things. And I remember what you said, you said, uh, no, uh, actually this could be a good thing. Uh, because look at uh, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel, you know, the two yep. late night hosts or, or Leno and Letterman or whatever, they can have the same guest on, but it's not the same material. Exactly. And, and, and I was like, you yeah, know, that, that actually makes sense because you're going to have a different approach and different questions than what I would have. And, It's turned out to be true. We've had, you know, I think Josh Hadley and and Tomer, Mm -hmm. and uh, a couple others that we've had. uh, Leo, and the episodes are completely different. And it's 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 interesting to see how how
1: that's all worked out. Yeah, I I really like you know I really like that. And and originally, it's very true. Like like when we had another host, we we kind of went in that direction. We're like, hey, let's not have them be about both about Amazon and, and Walmart. So let, let's keep serious sellers podcast about Amazon. And then let's make the AMPM podcast, more general entrepreneurship and mental health and, and things like that, you know, about non Amazon subjects so that they're not competing. But then w- when we had the chance to kind of reboot it, we're like, no, we don't need to do that at all. Like you, like, uh, you know, the questions that you would ask, you know, are going to be completely different than mine. And, and you're going to be able to get different aspects and, and, and our bread and butter is, is Amazon and Walmart sellers. And so like, it just makes sense to be able to serve, you know, that, that community more by, by, you know, having somebody like yourself uh, do it. And so it's been, been great. You know, you've been doing record numbers, like almost every month, you know, on it. And so like, it, it's kind of good that we're like, we don't know how things work out, but then to see it, like it work out really well, like, yep. It's kind of like validates our original uh, hypothesis there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun doing it. I, I enjoy doing it. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it seems to be getting a good reaction uh, from from a lot of people. Yeah, I like to try to get inside things a little bit differently and ask it questions a little bit differently than uh, what what no one like I don't sugarcoat. It's like, let's get straight to mm-hmm. it, straight to it. Uh, speaking of straight to it, some people don't know. But uh, 2023, um, uh, you just recently said on a serious sellers episode that this is going to be a year where you're going to be really focusing on your health. And it's something yes. that a lot of us sellers out there tend to neglect. You know, we're, we're busy working. I work out with a trainer three times a week that comes to my house. I, I have a nutritionist that I have a, a, a weekly phone call with. She lives in Miami. That's that, and I do. I get weekly massages. Uh, you know, I, I do a lot of things to really take that stress level off. And you're yep. someone that I remember. You're you're always working. you would see I mean, you love to travel, so you're always like flying mm-hmm. somewhere. I, mean, I know you just for Christmas. You just flew out on. The 24th, to see your, your college team, San Jose State, play in the Hawaii Bowl, and you flew back on a red eye or something the next morning. I mean, you're always doing these, these crazy, crazy things, and I remember, like, at one of the billion-dollar seller summits, you know, we were at lunch, and here, here's Bradley over in the corner, curled up, uh, taking a, a power nap, because he's just <laughs> going, 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 but that caught up to you uh, in 2022, yeah. and you had a little bit of a scare. Um, um, Can a lot of people may not know about that and know about how serious now you're getting uh, regarding your health and stuff? You said you hadn't been to the doctor in like 15 years. Your family has a history of of, uh, heart issues and it kind of caught up to you. Uh, Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, I was one of those guys who it's kind of like you think, oh, this is never going to happen, you know, to me. And I would always stay active. Like I, I always had kind of like bad eating habits and stuff, but before, like it didn't matter. I would always say pretty skinny and stuff because I was also, you know, in my spare time, like a a Zumba fitness instructor. So I was I was teaching like 10 classes a week and, you know, burning, you know, 3000 calories a day, teaching those classes. And so I could just like pretty much eat and drink whatever I wanted and and stay pretty, pretty fit. But then I ruptured my Achilles tendon a few years ago playing basketball. And then ever since I I, it never healed completely. And so I never went back to a Zumba. That was around the time I started working at Helium 10. I just was so busy. And, and so, so, yeah, I was, you know, I haven't been doing the best, uh, you know, eating habits. And then I was playing basketball one day with my son. I was like, man, I felt, I felt bad. I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's, uh, I think I need to go to the urgent care. I mean, it wasn't even like a, you know, emergency room. I was just like, it feels weird if something doesn't feel right. And I was like, no, I'm feeling a little bit better. Let me just go take a shower before, you know, before we, before we go to urgent care. Um, and then I just, I, I don't remember any of this, by the way, like, like the, the whole couple days was a, a blur. Um, and, and so people just recounted this to me. So I guess, I'll step into the shower and then I just called for, you know, for my wife out there, like, Hey, uh, something's wrong. And then I just collapsed and, and I was out, you know, I was in the like, shower. You know, the, yeah. 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 On the, on the ground. I made it out of the shower and you know, the whole thing like you see in the movies where I start, you know, convulsing and foam coming out of my mouth because, you know, I stopped, stopped breathing completely. And so uh she did CPR on me for 10 minutes. So she knew, until, she knew you know, CPR. Yeah. She was CP, CPR certified. Oh, you're lucky there. Um, you're lucky there. Yeah. So, so that, 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 you know, that, that pretty much, you know, saved save me because, you know, you, you don't have an ambulance right next door, you know, so it takes some time to come. And so the, they continued the CPR, but, you know, that whole time I wasn't breathing. I was, I was out, you know, they continued CPR. I still didn't, I didn't uh, respond, but then when they, um, the first defibrillator, they, they hit me, it didn't respond. And the second time they hit me with the, the paddles, that was when I, I finally, you know, like responded and, and uh, started breathing again. And so, um, you know, at the time, you know, they, they didn't know what my state was going to be after being, you know, your liver is, is gone. Your kidney, everything is dead pretty much, you know, when that happens. And or my brain, you know, obviously, too. So they're like we're kind of worried what would happen. But yeah, like it's amazing. Um, I came back and I was mainly myself. You know, my memory's a little bit even worse than it was before. But uh, that day I did a webinar. It's it so crazy. That day I did. Uh, I don't know if it was bigger. I don't know if it was bigger, better launch or something. After this I did happened earlier before, that day? It was after that. From so the like, hospital bed. No, 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 no. I, I did the webinar before the heart attack. Okay. Okay. But then I remember like one of the first things, like two days later, I was like, oh no. I'll, like what did they do? You know, like I was supposed to do bigger, better launch, or supposed to do this webinar. Like I, I let the company down. Like, I wonder if my team like had to redo it for me. But I did it. I but I had said I had zero memory of it. And like it was so surreal watching the I was looking on YouTube to, to go see who did the webinar i was in my hospital bed I was yeah. like, who did this well who did this webinar you know instead of me was a carrier was it shivali and i'm like it was me i was like holy crap i don't remember doing doing this but yeah that, that that whole time was is pretty scary
0: and so did you end up seeing did you see the one when, when you were out did you see the light or did you uh see
1: uh no, I, I don't remember anything. floating
0: above your body you know some of the stories nope. that people tell um
1: yep I mean, if I did see anything, like I I don't remember it because like everything that I know was from what people tell me, and then I was just recap like looking at my Ring video, you know, l- like like to see like different things of me coming out, and then oh yeah,
0: going to the ambulance and stuff
1: uh, on the, uh, the ambulance on the basketball court, like what was happening. So like I was just like recapping, and then and then I could hear, you know, I couldn't see it. You know, I don't have Ring video in my house, but then I could hear, you know, like my family yelling and stuff when, when I was out. You know, from the Ring video is is really surreal. And so like if that my my message to people out there is like don't wait for that to happen to you because the, i mean i don't know what the odds are about surviving something like that uh that extreme you know but but it's not very good Yeah, know so you two don't want in to your heart right yeah yeah i ha- i have you know stents now but you don't want to wait until something like this happens to, like start making healthy you know healthier choices so that's why like you know i was like you know what 2023 is is going to be time to get back into uh Get big, get big. i I've, it's not like i've been waiting you know i've still been you know changing things a little you know here and there you know like it's you know, difficult it's meat. difficult to change it's difficult yeah because i'm a foodie too you know you know about me like you know i'm kind of like you when i go to new countries i look up you know michelin restaurants yeah. uh-huh. and and yelp top 100 and and try different street foods and and i you know i've never been like an alcoholic or something but i, I love you know trying new drinks and stuff like that and so uh it's hard when, when you're like that to um to to try and take different steps, but uh, I'm gonna be pushing that more in in my podcast. I'm gonna be asking like all the guests. I've already started. Uh, I had Brandon like last week, and I was asking you know him like, hey, well, what are what are you guys doing for like your mental health and your physical health and just recreation? Because I think those are things that you don't hear too much about on podcasts and and webinars and things. You hear about strategies, and we're always gonna have that. But then like I want people to understand that hey, you need to enjoy life as well as entrepreneurs and you need to take care of your health and let's let's talk to what's working for for the other people out there
0: so i mean as far as travel is one of your your big things uh yeah and you you do you take trips i mean you've been to pakistan a couple times uh you know to talk to the helium 10 guys and uh helium 10 uh, audience over there you you are known now for this Maldives strategy, you know, that's, that started with what, like episode 300, was that the first one? And 200, not, yeah. 200, 200, 200, the mm-hmm. and then every 50 or a hundred or something like that, you go back to the Maldives and you like do some update or some new kind of thing. And you've been there what, four times now, I think, uh, four episodes. Yeah. Something like, yeah that? like four or five. Yeah. So how, I mean, helium 10, you said it's not paying for you to go there. Mm-hmm. And, and I got engaged in the Maldives and, and the Maldives is beautiful it's, and it's, a, it's far. I mean, it's, 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 yeah for those of you don't know, it's in the Indian ocean. Uh, And so to get there, you got to go to like uh, Dubai or or Singapore or somewhere like that. And then, then head over. Uh, But it's a beautiful place. Uh, And it's, you know, when you land at the airport there, you either take a boat or a seaplane and Mm -hmm. all the resorts uh, are out on like their own little remote Motus or their own little remote islands. It's, it's, it's a beautiful place, but how are you doing that? How are you, I mean, that's not a cheap trip and you're staying in some of the the best place is there, and you're probably actually flying business class. You're a taller guy, and you're not going to be stuck in the back yeah. with your knees in, in, in your chin. Um, so, how 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 are you doing that? Is that coming from uh, credit card miles that you're earning from the the, the PPC you're running for the businesses that you, you that you sell, or or how's that how's that happening?
1: Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, I I love like travel hacking and and doing things like that. You know, I I've been traveling. I haven't you know been to the number of countries you have. I'm only at like like something like 40 or 41 or something like that. But I think my, my, I took my first trip when I was like two months old or something. My my parents were, were into traveling. So I've always been in traveling too. Um, and, and then so the, like the last five, 10 years, I've really gotten into like travel hacking like points. And so, uh, almost all of what I do, you know, I I still pay, have to pay for a lot of it, but, but for like upgrading to business class and and staying in fancy hotels and stuff like almost that, that's all like a hundred percent, um, 100% free based on, you know, using the PPC and then just, you know, spending it. Like I, I would, I would, I would do wholesale a lot too, not necessarily for the profit, but just for the cash flow, uh, to be able to, you know, use credit cards, um, you know, to, to be get you know, to be getting like, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand 30, $50,000 a month worth of, of credit card points. You're, and so and you're that's doing wholesale,
0: would, yeah. not so much for the margin you can, the small margin you can make off of doing the wholesale, but it's more to earn credit cards. Yeah
1: miles and that that's basically how you're seeing your profit is is through that versus actual dollars yeah yeah and then it it gives you more sandboxes to play in you know because i think we you know sometimes people think amazon's only about private label, but there's tons of really successful wholesale sellers out there and so i've been able to come up with some like different strategies of of things that helium 10 can do based on what i was doing you know at the at the wholesale level Like, like there's one little tiny tool that almost nobody knows is strictly for wholesale numbers we developed in in partnership with um Oh, who, what was his name? I forgot his name, but but, but he's been on the podcast uh, a few times, and it's kind of like, hey, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if, you, if you have a listing, guys, yeah, yeah, wholesale formula guy. Yeah, if if you have a listing, and there's like three existing people battling for the buy box, or they're within two percent of the buy box, it's like estimates your sales if you were to become the next seller on there, you know, because you can't just say, oh, I'm going to take over all the sales, you know. Mm-hmm. You always just kind of match the buy box, and so because you know because because I was I was doing that kind of stuff, I was able to. To put it in practice. So, yeah, but but the main point of, of doing wholesale was to keep my credit cards, uh, you know, in the tens of thousands of dollars every month so I can get those points. So you're going to continue doing that? I kinda of stopped it now and so now now it's harder. What about the Maldives? are you guys just... Oh, Maldives? Yeah. yeah. Like for sure. Like I just did that a few weeks ago. Like my family really doesn't like going there. They've only gone with me like a couple times. So usually when I go it's just by myself. They don't like going um, to the Maldives? Or is it just because of... they, they don't like flying. Oh okay, yeah. They don't okay. like flying. Anywhere. And then like you said, that that's like a twenty eight hours. You know, it's like it's like fourteen hours to Dubai, then you gotta lay over for like five hours and it's another ten hours. And so they they hate flying. And so it's like pulling teeth. And then plus it's expensive. Like like to, to use points for me, it's easy, but then to come up with enough points to cover, you know, a family of four to, to go, yeah. it's a little bit harder, you know, but, but yeah, like that, that's, that's probably, that is my favorite place in the whole wide world, like is, is the Maldives and, and like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see myself ever stopping going there.
0: If you typically pass through Dubai on the way there, do you stop in Dubai? I know one time you did like a little meetup or something at the airport, but have yeah. you actually spent any time in Dubai? I was just there a few weeks ago.
1: Uh, I've been there a few times and, uh, it's, it's a really cool place. It is like, it's super hot, like most times of the year, but I was able to do, I went to the, what what was it called? The world fair or whatever that was just in Dubai or international Mm -hmm. or something or other. So like I went there, uh, on my way to the Maldives and I took like a day or two, uh, over there. I actually did an Amazon meetup as well. That's actually one of the, you know, I know you, you get recognized at, at different places, that's one of the few times where I I I went to something that that had nothing to do with Amazon. Like like if there's a big Amazon conference, of course I'll run into like Amazon sellers at at the airport or something because they're they're just all over the place. But that was the first time where I was just in the middle of nowhere and and I necessarily didn't get recognized. But I was wearing a Helium Ten shirt, and one of the TSA agents at the Dubai airport was like, "Oh, Helium Ten! I just started that because you know I don't want to do this my whole <laughs> life. I'm trying to like learn to to sell." So that that was kind of cool. But yeah, I love love Dubai.
0: I'm surprised you don't get recognized more i i, I get recognized you know obviously like you said at a at a amazon events you know in sure. the airport and stuff around that you you would but just randomly at the grocery store and and uh in san diego or, or somewhere you don't get recognized that much
1: well well here's the thing like a lot of people don't realize this about me because of my personality is kind of over the top and they think i'm this, this big extrovert you know and stuff i'm like the most one of the most anti-social <laughs> introverts you'll ever know like during the pandemic, like I, I would go weeks without even leaving my house, um, and so like I don't, I don't go out, I don't go eat out, I don't really go to the movies, like you know, go to church, and and that's about it. And so like I, I um, I, I don't really get out there, you know, that much. I, I'm just like a home, the de- pure definition of a homebody. And so like maybe if I would go out more and go out to eat and and stuff like that. Um, it might happen more, but yeah, since I don't do that, like, I, I guess it never comes up. Yeah. I've been
0: recognized like five times just in Austin, you know, either at the airport or one time I was at, uh, a, uh, a, a HEB supermarket here and I was just checking out, putting my stuff in the bag and a girl comes and taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, have you ever heard of helium 10? I'm like, uh, yeah. And then she looks at me and she's like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You're the guy, uh, from that does uh, the freedom ticket on helium 10. I was like, yeah, that's me. She's like, so nice to meet you. At another t- Speaking of
1: which, didn't you
0: wear the freedom ticket shirt to the World Cup final? Uh, yeah, I actually. Yeah, they, uh, when we went to the World Cup final, my wife and I went over to Qatar, and we were at that that epic final game, uh, yeah. live and in person. And we were trying to get uh, Argentina shirts, uh, and because uh, she's from uh, Colombia, so she's going to support you know the Latin American team. I was like, no problem, I'll support Argentina too. But we could. We found a you know she's tiny little girl, so hers is like extra small or small. And she got like the last one on the shelf. And then we spent a uh, half a day going around like to the Adidas store and to like everywhere in the little, the little yeah. souks trying to find me something. And we couldn't find anything. Uh, you know, it's just gone. And then I need a bigger size, uh, much bigger size. And so I was like, I don't know what I got. The closest thing to blue that I have I love uh, it. I it is love it. the, you know, the helium, ten, the shirt I used in the helium 10, uh, cause I got like six of these <laughs> yep. shirts cause we did the helium 10, <laughs> uh, you know, the freedom ticket training. So I was, didn't want to stink because we shot that over like five, five days or whatever. So yep, I yep. had all these different shirts. So if I, you I,
1: wear that more often, like going out, I bet you get recognized even more because yeah, that, that, I, that, I that shirt that. is legendary. But
0: I, I, another time I got recognized, I was at a Walmart in Buda, which is a suburb of, of, of Austin buying something. And, and I get, I come home and like an hour later, I get a, a, a text, uh, like a Facebook messenger text, uh, message and says, uh, Hey, you don't know me, but I think I just saw you at the Walmart and, and Buda, uh, you, the helium 10 guy. And I was like, geez, man, it's like, can't go, can't go anywhere. I mean, if I gotta, gotta be careful not to adjust my underwear or anything, you never know who's, who, who's, who's <laughs> watching, but, but yeah, you know, speaking of the freedom ticket too, you know, there's a cool little story around that, uh, in 20, you know, we've done three full versions of the Freedom Ticket and then we keep it updated. So in 2021, uh, right after the, Pros- the Prosper Show was in uh, July, and that was a show where everybody got COVID, basically. I, I remember they oh, yeah, yeah. went yeah. to the nightclub, you know, to Hakkasan or whatever. And pretty much everybody there ended up like 40, 50 people ended up with COVID, some some pretty bad. But right after that, my yeah. wife and I came over to to Irvine because we were spending several days shooting uh, some updates and stuff on on the freedom ticket. And I remember you were in there and, and Shivali was in there Mm -hmm. and we were just some, some really long days and you, you had a little bit of a cough, maybe a little bit of a fever and you're starting to get worried because I think you had a big trip to Pakistan or or somewhere coming up. Yeah, And so you were like getting COVID tested every day. I had a little bit of sniffles and a little bit of things. And, and I was like, uh, I think I'll be okay. And then at the end of this on, on that Friday, when we, we wrapped up, you're, you're like, hey, everybody, I want to take everybody, uh, the crew and everybody out to eat. There's this yep. Mexican restaurant that's like my favorite. I've been going there since I was a child. It's yep, awesome. Yep. It's incredible. Uh, I just
1: ate there yesterday, by uh, the way.
0: <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to take everybody there. So we go, you know, it was, I don't know, it's 10 of us or something like that. And we're eating. And then after the dinner, we, uh, I go and my wife and I get back in our car and I was like, baby. That was the worst damn Mexican food I've ever had in my life. I don't know what the heck Bradley was thinking. He says this is his favorite place. He's been going. This was horrible. And she's like, I was like, was it to you? And she's like, uh, you know, I I'm not a big fan of Mexican food. So it was okay. I was like, it had no taste. It was bland. She's like, baby, I think you need to go get a, a COVID test. So the uh-huh. next day we, I go and uh, find a place and get a PCR test. And sure as heck, I, I had COVID. And I, I lost my sense of smell and everything, so I have to go back to that place now, so I can yeah. actually taste. <laughs> so I can see. There you go. See why uh, you, you're so high on it? Because after that 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 visit, I was like I I, I couldn't taste anything.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So
0: in Qatar, yeah, I had to wear the helium. I represented helium ten, you know, in in, in Qatar. Well, Messi can thank you for the for that for his victory. Exactly, exactly. I brought, I brought, I brought the luck. No, that that was a that was amazing, uh, amazing game. I, I don't really have any desire to ever go back to Qatar. I mean, uh, we flew Qatar Airways, uh, which is the best business class I've probably been on. Um, you know, it's, well, it's, so
1: you got those seats where, where a, it closes. Yeah, like you, have you have like a door that, yeah, 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 you have yeah. Like a little
0: door. And it's it's in, it, and it that airline, the service. I mean, they they met us at at the sidewalk with our bags. They had a special uh, security lane and special first-class lounge that you just go straight to. You don't have to go through the regular security or anything. It was top-level service, but uh, Qatar is not really a place I have any desire to ever ever go back to. But Dubai, on the other hand, we went there afterwards and Dubai is, uh, you know, I've been there, it had been about 10 years or so since I've been there and it's changed a lot and it's definitely on the list of to go back to and hang out. I mean we did a rooftop uh, on the 50th floor rooftop uh, 360 degree uh, infinity pool overlooking the palms which was really cool we went to a butterfly garden uh which was really really cool we did uh went out into the desert and did uh, all the dunes uh we did a uh, shisha lounge you know overlooking they have a, a version mm. of like the, the las vegas fountains that are in front of the bellagio but like 10 times the size that's really nice and you can sit there with a shisha uh you know and smoke some grape or watermelon uh, tobacco and, and watch these fountains it's really cool and uh, did a bunch of other stuff, um, but it, yeah, the Dubai is a, definitely a good playground to go to. Um, we had a, a meal there, and this—I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook. Uh, you talking about meals earlier, where it was a totally immersive experience. Um, it, 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 this this place is nine courses, but every course was a different theme, and the entire yeah. restaurant changed. So there's like a—I think there's ten of us in the restaurant. But they would completely change the scenes, the walls, the settings they' would grab you by the chair and move you to another part of the room and have something set up there it was it was it was amazing it was amazing um, but yeah, so the next time you pass through uh, going on the way to the maldives, you got spend three or four days in dubai all right I'll do that for, for sure so uh so you're still selling as well, right uh, like you said, you have a little warehouse set up at your house and you're still yep it And one of the things that you like to do is you like to, to experiment. And so you were just yes. telling me earlier, like you, you, you were staying up all la- last night. to the wee hours of the morning playing with a uh, brand analytics and with uh, some of the other tools that Amazon has just doing experiments and like going and buying products on Amazon and seeing how it affects stuff. You really like to get in there and, and under the hood and, and play around and figure stuff out. Right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun for me. Like I think in my position I have to be doing stuff like this like like I I can't stand you know you, you and I both can't stand they these people who try and you know come off as gurus or whatever and they haven't even sold on Amazon in like a couple of years they don't even know what the heck they're talking about um so like I I've always wanted to keep my knowledge fresh by by doing experiments but then like in the last couple of years Amazon has come out with so much stuff that that I think most of us sellers never would have dreamed Amazon would come out with you know like like 4 years ago I remember people would pay like forty thousand dollars to to get some special reports that that Amazon had, you know, like that that was only available sometimes to vendors or or just really high level sellers, and, and it would it would cost them like forty thousand dollars a year, or something crazy like that. And nowadays, for free, better information is even out. You know, just Amazon is just putting it out. And my favorite has always still been Brand Analytics. I know Amazon has come out with a lot of other stuff like. Search query performance and and uh, opportunity explore, but brand analytics was the one that was like always rock solid. It was whenever I I, I could just clearly you know test it out and I, I could predict what was going to happen in brand analytics, and sure enough, it, it did. This other stuff, it's taking a little bit. It's taking me a little bit more to try and figure out, like because they're not talking about the 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 same things or the same. It's not the same way to calculate search volume, and it's not the you know the same way to calculate you know sales and different things like that. So it's taking me a little bit longer to try and like really lock down you know, what, what it's about. Uh, But this is the kind of stuff that, you know, people at Helium 10, they're not asking me to, you know, stay up, you know, half the night to do this, but I just get started and I can't stop because it's so fun. It's so fun for me to like just start diving into this stuff.
0: How do you think all this, as Amazon's releasing more and more data, you know,
1: as they say, straight from the horse's mouth, how Mm. do you think that's going to affect tools like Helium 10? It's great. You know, like uh, I I love it because first of all, you can validate, you know more like uh, it's not just oh helium 10 says this is the search volume but it's like oh wait wait a minute you know l- let me let me compare this to brand analytics oh it's kind of in the same order Oh, I'll, I'll be dang you know helium 10 had it had it right or so you know like other uh, other than that it's just like you know we, we believe in our algorithms but you know a random person off the street like how would they know that you know how, how can they validate that what we're saying is within the realm of possibility you know without without this stuff so the more that amazon releases Number one, the more people can validate, you know, so they can trust the data more. And then number two, it gives us more it gives us more things to integrate in the tools. You know, finally, after two years, Amazon made brand analytics available in the API so that we can now have it inside of Helium 10 as long as you know we can detect that the, the customer is brand registered. You know, for years we we, we couldn't do that because it was against Amazon terms of service. And so it it not only allows us to validate our own things, but it allows us to to give functionality to users that they never had you know like my favorite thing is is looking at who are the top three clicked or purchased in brand analytics and then check out what their average rank was organic and sponsored for a month so it's like overlaying brand analytics with helium 10 data because sometimes you like you look at just the organic rank of like one of our coffin shelves and we we're just kind of like shadow banned from amazon for some strange reason like we cannot get past like position 10 or 15. On page one. But we are the number one clicked or number two in brand analytics. And then if you're actually looking at it in Helium 10, you can with the one click, you can see why. It's like, oh, they're the number one sponsored. You know, our coffin shelf is the number one sponsored position, but it's number 15. So on this one, it's like, hey, I don't have to be at the top of the page organically to be one of the top. I just gotta make sure I'm at the top, you know, sponsored. And so before amazon made this data available like you had no idea who was the one who was getting the most clicks or who was getting the most purchases you know like even helium 10 doesn't know that that, that data right um and so like now they just i i think the more amazon releases it, it makes things better for for tool companies you like helium 10 and, and at the end of the day it's better for the sellers out there
0: we could probably sit here and talk uh for for hours more but uh just, just to wrap this up, uh, what do you, what do you think uh, is going to happen? What's coming down the pike in 2023 for both helium 10, uh, maybe a, a sneak of uh, some some sort of I know you can't s- spill all the beans, but a sneak of some mm-hmm. cool tool that's coming out, or a couple cool things, or direction that's going to go. Plus, the whole Amazon industry as a whole. What, what, do, you think, uh, what do you think? What do you think 2023 is going to bring for for sellers
1: and software? Well, well- well, oh, for helium ten, you know, one thing that I, I want to see us do more of, um, and, and I and I, I make fun of sellers, you know, I, I I'll say, oh yeah, you know, sellers are just so lazy out there, like 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 they'll they'll pay hundred fifty bucks for other software that that just you know saves a couple of clicks, and, and it's because they're lazy. But you know, like part part of that's serious, part of that's just in jest. But at the end of the day, we're all busy people, and and we want you know we want to save time. Like time is money. And so like I, I think I, I could see in Helium 10 we're going to be trying to focus on things that that um not necessarily is going to reinvent the wheel of of how you look at analytics but but how we can how we can save people time and maybe save people from having to to hire VAs you know out there to to do a whole bunch of manual stuff where how can we not necessarily, I don't, don't want to use the word necessarily automation you know I know that's a, bu- a buzzword but Basically, look out for for Helium Ten to to be to be coming out with different tools and functions that that really just give Amazon sellers more time back uh, without having to take a whole bunch of steps and knowing how to do seventy five different filters and aggregate lists and download Excel files and stuff like that. As far as Amazon goes, who knows? You know, like like all of this stuff that they've been doing lately you know, on the advertising side, a lot of it's just completely nobody could have ever you know predicted predicted that they would be launching all these different analytics and stuff. And, and I, I see them doubling down, you know, e- even more and, and, um, especially on the advertising side, you know, like they're, they're, they're going to have to you know, keep validating, like making it worthwhile for sellers to, to put all the money into advertising. Um, and so they're, they're going to have to give that value back somehow, whether that's through analytics or whether that's through cool other spots, you know, like who knows, like, you know, Amazon did the prime football and, and you know they've obviously got you know Twitch and all these things. I think you're going to see more. It might be more commonplace, like outside of just maybe DSP, where where even regular sellers are going to have access to start advertising on platforms and and mediums that they never had access to um, before. So I look forward to that.
0: What do you think uh, AI is, is? Does Helium 10 have any plans to integrate some of this? this, uh, AI for like list building and testing, you know, chat GPT next week's episode mm-hmm. is all about that. Um, my guest will be talking about how AI is, can be used in e-commerce. Do does he, yeah, he for, 10 have any, you know, where you, some of this AI, like chat GPT, can actually write many different versions of your listing, especially if you're not a
1: non-native yep. English speaker can make a huge difference. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, we, we've been looking at that stuff for even before it was when it was cool. Like, and now, like, I don't think any of us would have predicted how advanced it would be. Like, it's just kind of scary, actually, it kind of runs like Terminator or, or something, like the, the world that we're moving to. But, but yeah, like where we can incorporate that into, into Helium 10 in the future, like if it can help Amazon sellers, absolutely. And just like you said, you know, non native speaker, I mean, even native speakers, you know, sometimes we might not be the best with words. You know, we're not all natural writers, whether we're native speaker or not. And, and, and this, you know, like things like the Chat GPT and these other things, like like they can just you give them like keywords and and they can just come up with something much more eloquent that than you could. Um,
0: what can analyze like reviews? Yeah. you I mean, I'm using it in conjunction with X Ray, downloading you know all the four and five star reviews and then mm-hmm. doing another one of the one, two and three star and grabbing those phrases, those most common phrases out. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying like if it's the negative phrases, write write me a description using these phrases, but make sure it's positive. So it flips the, it does the opposite. Huh. So some, if, cool. if one of the big negative phrases is uh, the handle, the, I don't know, the handle is hot uh, to the touch and falls off uh, or something, mm-hmm. you know, it'll flip that. Mm-hmm. And in the writing, it will say, you know, this handle is super strong. You never have to worry about it coming off. Uh, you'll never even feel it. It's, it's, it's soft as a, as a baby's bottom or, so, or whatever. I'm, I'm making that up. Uh, and then I'd use it for the positive ones too. Uh, but there's, there's a, you know, it's not perfect and there, there's still some yep. issues with it. Um, but I, I see that there could be a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff uh, around that. And, and that's next week's episode of the AMPM podcast is all about that. So make sure you, you tune in. Uh, I think it's going to blow some people's minds uh, and, and really enlighten them on some of the opportunities and the things that's uh, it's coming down the pike uh, regarding, that. and this is true AI. This is, you know, there's a lot of software tools PPC management tools that say they they use AI to to manage your bids. That, that's it's not AI. That's just algorithms. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. that's just marketing uh, speak. Uh, so you got to be careful there on, on that. Uh, but the true AI is is really really cool, and not just for for text, but even for images and doing like testing on images and, and stuff. But hey, Bradley, I, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time today to to, to come on. Uh, you know, make sure everybody out there, you, you listen to the serious sellers podcast. You can find that on, on, on your favorite podcasting platform. It comes out three times a week. That's Bradley hosting that. He's got some uh, awesome guests uh, on that. So be sure to check out that and make sure you also all, uh, sign up for the, the bigger, better launch. That's what uh, once a month, uh, where mm-hmm. Bradley and the team come on, they show you all the latest tools and, and things, uh, in helium 10. And uh, Helium 10 Elite as well. If if you're not uh, a member of Helium 10 Elite, it's closed right now, so you can't get in. But uh, it may open up maybe uh, in March or so, I think uh, I heard you say, uh, for a a short while where you can get in. And uh, keep an eye on that because some of these advanced tools, are they either come out first to Helium 10 members and let them play with it months before it goes to everybody who has a, a membership to Helium 10. Or sometimes there's exclusive tools as well that only Helium 10 members get. Plus, you get the training, plus you get uh, the, uh, the weekly uh, roundtable, sometimes with Bradley, sometimes with Carrie, other members of the team, and then I do it once a month, uh, which is, is really, really valuable. So, uh, Bradley, I really appreciate it, and best of luck in 2023, and I hope uh, your health uh, uh, stays good and continues to uh, even get better, and look forward to seeing you uh, either in Irvine or at the next uh, events, or who knows, maybe another uh, Bulls and Apes uh, little uh, get-together or something.
1: Never know. Yep. Sounds good, sounds good. Same to you.
0: I hope you enjoyed Bradley and I's little chat there. Lots of insight and a look behind the curtain at Helium 10 a little bit. Next week, we're gonna have a really cool episode talking about AI, artificial intelligence, and how it's gonna impact e-commerce. So don't miss next week's episode of the AMPM podcast. It's gonna be a really good one. I hope to see you on that episode. So make sure you hit that subscribe button for both the Serious Sellers podcast that comes out three times a week and the AM-PM podcast, which comes out every Thursday. By subscribing, you can make sure you get notified or it can automatically download straight into your favorite podcast player. And Before we leave this week, I guess I want to leave you with some words of wisdom. As Mark Twain once famously said, it's not what you don't know that gets you in trouble. It's what you know that just ain't so. It's not what you know that gets you in trouble. It's what you know that just ain't so. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the AMPM Podcast.